Welcome to the No Lux Left Behind podcast, the world's first podcast dedicated solely to unboxing the allure of luxury handbags and the resale market. We're Monica and Erica, luxury consignment entrepreneurs with over a decade of experience. Whether you're a shopper, a seller, or listening for the laughs, you'll always get unfiltered knowledge here. Let's get started. All right, y'all, let's discuss the elephant in the room. I was about to do an elephant noise, but you know, I'm going to I'm going to not do that. That's very awkward. Especially <laughs> no. No, the people that they're listening to our voices, they don't have any context. I know. Ew, That's so why strange. I hesitated. No, the elephant in the room that is the industry that mm-hmm. we're in, luxury resale, luxury consignment. It's what we don't like to talk about. Um and by it, we, it's the industry. It, we as the as an industry, um it's items priced over original retail. Mm, cringy. Cringe. It was so cringy. I hate it. But we do want to bring light to the topic because it's something I th- I believe that our industry is very scared to touch and talk about openly. Yes. But you know us over here at season two at No Lux Left Behind. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. We're we an open to, book. We need to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I think that our industry is scared to talk about it because, like, fear of backlash. Like, how could you be selling an item, yeah. like, over retail? But I think... They don't want those questions, right? It's scary. Right. Those so questions in the get comments. People scared of those questions. Yeah. And that backlash. Yeah. But we have gotten those questions in comments mm-hmm. very frequently yeah. for the few items that we have had to price over retail. Yep. And we don't hesitate to answer very truthfully. Yeah. Um, and so, so we're going to talk about that Yeah. Now. I think it's worth making a podcast solely dedicated to this topic because I feel like it's happening um, more and more, and it's coming Especially up. Especially now with, like, for example, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Limiting, like, getting rid of certain things, no longer in production. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happening, guys. It is. So the goal, essentially the goal in this podcast, mm-hmm. is to talk about the why. Mm-hmm. Why are there certain pieces and certain styles, handbags specifically, that go over original retail, and let's discuss some of the key points and why that's happening. Yes. Let's lay the groundwork here, because there might be people who don't know what we're talking about, right? Doesn't make sense. So in rare cases when a brand or a design house cannot meet the demand of a certain style, right? And we'll talk about those styles a little bit later. Mm -hmm. When they can't meet the demand, and that could be for a variety of reasons. It could be because they've just discontinued the piece, it's vintage and it's coming back in style, um, maybe they're intentionally like limiting the production of it um, to for it to become, you know, like rare um, or simply they just can't keep up with the demand, right? The style is so prevalent. Everybody wants it and they just can't keep up with it. What happens there is that sometimes the demand of that item, not all the time, but sometimes, sometimes we're going to talk about the instances when it doesn't, mm-hmm. sometimes because of that demand, it's going to push the secondary market price up. It's very simple economics. Yes. Supply, supply and, and demand. demand. Right? So again, simply put, it's just a supply and demand. People are willing to pay for the styles that they love because they can get them immediately. Mm-hmm. They don't have to wait. You don't have to wait with your essay to yeah. get the item and in stock. And hope and pray that it's going to come back in stock because exactly. sometimes they pull them from production. Yeah. And you're not going to get it. Listen, in a lot, there's a lot, there are a lot of places in this country that 
there's not a Chanel that you can just drive to. I know, I know. Right? You can't just get an SA. You can't have a – you have to fly to New York mm-hmm. to get, have, get a relationship with an SA. And only then maybe can you go get your classic or the things that you want. Mm-hmm. But right? I'm sure that SA has a three-page minimum long list of people waiting right. for a classic. Right. So, the, again, supply and demand. If you can't get it on the primary market mm-hmm. – but you can get it on the secondary market. Everybody wants it and it's hard to get. That is what is driving the price up on the secondary market. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some pieces that we've seen that are selling over retail. So notable styles that I can think of are like... I would say a big one that's in the forefront of my mind right now because we got one in is the Pochette Matisse. Yeah. From Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Most especially if it's like the reverse monogram or the emprunt. Ooh, the emprunt. You know? Um, That is a style that Louis Vuitton made, clearly, but is no longer available on their website. Or it's limited, very, like, limited availability, Like, as soon as it comes on, everyone that has set the alert gets the alert, and it is sold out by the time you even realize. Yeah. That it got back in stock. Or sometimes the boutiques will get one or two, two pieces, three yep. pieces, and yep. there's only, you know, if they do put it into production in the United States, maybe there's 17 available in the entire country. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you can't get it in the boutique and you want that style, I mean, the Bouchette Matisse is a great, versatile, awesome, durable piece. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it. It's worth to it. To some people. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to some people. And that's the thing, right, is we all have our own um, very independent opinion Mm -hmm. of what we value enough to spend money on. Right. Okay? So someone who really falls in love with a particular piece will pay the resale market price Mm -hmm. for an item that they can no longer get from the boutique. Yeah. Because they love it. And there's no shame in that. No, no it doesn't shame nec- anyone. Listen, it doesn't, and I'm not shaming the people who wouldn't do that, you yeah. know? It, listen, it doesn't necessarily make it right, right? Like, if the item is used, you're, our, I think that our subconscious says, this item is used, why is it going over resale, right? It's, retail. I'm sorry, over retail, mm-hmm. right? Our subconscious is like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But when you take a step back and you know... And you think it about does. economics. It absolutely does make sense. Absolutely. The economics behind it makes sense. Supply and demand. What's another one? Okay, well, obviously, like, we can't talk about this without saying an Hermes Birkin. Of course. I mean. Of course. Listen, we all know. If you're listening to this podcast, you know. Uh, Hermes Birkins. Um, and now some Kellys, depending on mm-hmm. their hardware, right? Palladium versus the gold hardware. Um, their leathers, right? Epsom versus Togo. The sizing, 30 centimeter versus 35 centimeter. Mm-hmm. All of these, the mini Kellys. A bunch of different factors. It just comes down to the demand for the item right. is going to push up the resale market. So the truth is, is that there are a lot of Bir- Birkins in the boutique could be ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. On the right? resale market, On though? the resale market, who knows, honey? You're looking at like twenty. I know, if it's which brand is, new, never. If used. it's brand new, never used, and it's on the resale market, and you really want it, 
Yep, you could be looking at close yeah. to 20. I mean, the Birkin is like the pinnacle description of like what we're talking about yes, today, right? It's absolutely. The, it, you know, it could double, triple, quadruple in value on the secondary market because they're so hard to get. Mm-hmm. So if you can get on the secondary market and you're willing to pay that 20 grand for that Birkin, mm-hmm. that's the value of it. You Not know what the else? retail price. You know what else kind of plays a, a key in this as well? People who have an established relationship with their essays, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, if you are not necessarily happy with your purchase or whatever, people will hesitate to return an item because they don't want to upset their essay. Yes. But if you do, for whatever reason, have a falling out with your essay, you know that you're going to go look for those items on the secondary market. Yes. I mean, absolutely. that's just the truth. And that is that is one key thing that plays a role in this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one, I'm, I'm going to go small. I'm going to go tiny. The Louis Vuitton monogram key clay. Oh, the key clay. It is now called a key pouch. But the yes, original, but it, it was key clay. The original name of the bag, of the piece, it's an accessory, was key clay. So let's talk key about pouch. it. And sure, whatever. Key pouch. So basically, if you're not familiar with what it is, it's a little card holder with a zip on the top the size of you could fit probably four or five cards in there including your license and a credit card Mm -hmm. maybe like a little wrap of cash and it has a keychain on it for your keys like a little gold one yep um and the key clay is so hard to get in the stores Mm -hmm. and online that it (laughs) when it's in very good condition it almost doubles yes in value yep. on the secondary market because it, you can't get them on the primary market. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a big one that we have received so many questions about. Yes. And we welcome your questions. We want to be here as a resource for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have had many questions like, okay, I was looking at the key clay and you know, I noticed on the website that it's this amount. Why is it this amount with you? Well, that's the reason. Yeah. You're not, it's the supply and demand. You You're not it. able to get it. So there are people who will pay yeah, for that because, because of the they, demand. Because they never know. They don't know if they're ever going to get it at retail. Exactly. It may not ever become available and at retail. And it's okay if you want to wait and you have that amount of patience. Bless you. Yeah. Because I really lack that amount of patience. Me too. I do too. <laughs> Personally, when it comes to waiting for something that I really love, I think it's because of this Amazon Prime culture. Yeah. We are all ruined. Right. And because, like, you know, Louis Vuitton, for example, they have all of their pricing on their website, right? Every You can Google or mm-hmm. just go straight to their website and find the item that you're looking for and see that it retails for, let's just, I'm just arbitrarily picking a number, 2050, mm-hmm. right? And so you can come back to your consign, your local consignment store, the, the, reseller. the reseller, and you can say, but it's... It's retailing for 2050. Why are you why is the price 2850? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason for that is because you can't add to cart and check out on LouisVuitton.com, right? Doesn't make it right. I'm not happy about that. I don't want the price to be above retail. I know. But the thing is, what it's important too to to make sure that people aren't trying to like sandbag you either. You know what I mean? Like do your research. Do your research. Make sure that the pricing, although it's going to be above retail. Because of the supply and demand, make sure that the pricing is reasonable to an extent. Right. You Fair know? market Fair value. Fair market value. Because I have seen people that are selling a bag for an obscene amount of money, mm-hmm. and it's completely unfair and unethical, in my opinion, yes. to do that to people when you're in the resale market. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But I will say, um, speaking of fair market value, it is, like Monica said, it's really important to do your research, look around, see what the item is going for in other places, um, it, you know, obviously in reputable sources. Guys, there are pieces in all of our collections that we just don't reach for anymore. Make those pieces work for you. We offer insanely competitive commission rates whereby you keep 60 to 80% of your sale with no extra hidden fees. We make it easy and all digital, including payments at the end of the month. If you have handbags, SLGs, or accessories you just don't reach for anymore, slide into our DMs in Instagram at season2consign.com or go to season2consign.com to get started consigning with us. If you're unsure about what fair market value is for a certain item, there are companies that provide that service. By the way, this is not sponsored. Not but sponsored. Our friend Paola at um, For the Love of Luxury, yep. at For the Love of Luxury, she provides this service, right? If if you're like, hey, I need, I just don't know if I'm getting like a good deal here or if this makes sense. And sometimes it's worth it to, you know, spend that amount of money yeah. to have someone give you the fair market value of the piece you're looking at. Right, and then you just take that into consideration when you're making your purchase yeah. with Smart resellers. purchases. Yes. Um, what's another piece I feel like? Oh, okay, well, let me go into this one. The Chanel Classic Flap. Ooh, yes. Okay? Yes, of course. Especially now that it is rumored... <laughs> Don't come for me, but it is rumored that Chanel is, um, you know, trying to be a little bit Hermes. Yeah, in, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, okay, that they are, you know, limiting your ability to just walk into a Chanel boutique and ask for a classic. Um, you most likely will need to now have established history, have a good relationship with your essay. Um, That's and not necessarily true with with not necessarily all the true Chanel at all. boutiques, but no. this is what the this word on the street, yeah, right? This is, it's this is rumored, rumored, rumored. And so, when it comes to the Chanel flap, especially if it's a newer piece, mm -hmm. new, like new in box, on the resale market, it is absolutely going to be above retail, one hundred percent. Particularly because let's talk it's so about, hard to get. Let's talk about the specifics though, because not all Chanel class. That's not all. This is something that I think is really important to note. Just because it's a Chanel classic doesn't mean that it's going to go over retail, mm -hmm. right? So when we think about us, you know, I'm consigning something. I could be consigning a uh, a light gray, or maybe a light gray is not a a good option but like I don't know some kind of random color lambskin with silver hardware medium classic right it's not it's not as desirable it does not have the same desirability or demand on the resale market or in the market in general as for example a black caviar medium double flap with gold hardware which is in incredibly high demand incredibly high demand and on the Going. resale market ugh. I mean... It's going well over retail. Yes. Because they are so challenging to get, right? Yeah. Again, supply and demand. Mm -hmm. So take these things into consideration when you... Whether you're a consigner or you're selling or you're buying, whatever that means, whatever this... However it ties into your life, mm -hmm. um, take into consideration that there are specifics about each piece, about each style 
that will change the demand. Yes. So a black lambskin medium gold hardware, when the leather changes to caviar, it's, it is skyrocket. It skyrockets, y'all. And it's just it's the demand. It's the demand for that caviar. There's something about that caviar leather that it just mm, it draws people. Mm-hmm. Draws people right in. And it's like, take my money. Yeah. You know? Because that's what happens. It is. Um, another piece that I can think of that I, I feel like people aren't re- aren't really going to think that this is true. The Telfar Toast. Oh, my gosh. No, but you know what? I do. I did uh, read somewhere that Telfar did say that they wanted to be, um, like, accessible. Right. And they didn't, luxury. they didn't want their items to be on the resale market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, with much respect, we actually do not take Telfar anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did at one point. Yeah. But let me tell you, people are reselling Telfar. I mean, double, double. But because double. you can't get it, because if you try to get on their website, yes, at, at nine a.m. for example, when they do a drop of that ox blood color. Oh my gosh! Literally, you can hit refresh, and sixty seconds later, they're all gone. They're all gone. So yeah, I mean, listen, Telfar. What do you? What's the retail on like some some of the sizes? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, I know that it's more affordable. A few hundred dollars. Yeah, right? it's like, more affordable. Maybe the mini, like the small one, is like two hundred. Maybe I don't quote us on this. Don't Go check. Us. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the whole purpose was what is it like the Brooklyn Birkin yeah, like, to be accessible. Yes. Um, and I think that that's amazing. And with all respect, you know, we will we respect that. But my goodness, on the resale market, yes, double y'all for sure because of the demand. Because like, you can't get them. I'm astonished. Yeah. I actually tried to get on and get them at some point. Yeah, and you can't get them. I know. And again, so if you ever hear this, let you know. Just keep me in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shoot. <laughs> okay, wait. So I think that now that we've kind of we've kind of run the gamut, right? So we're talking about something as small as the key pouch from Louis Vuitton. Uh-huh. We're talking about something kind of accessible luxury, which is Telfar. We're mm-hmm. talking about a Birkin that's on the resale market for $20,000. So you can see very clearly just in this conversation that it's not really the label. No, it's not the it label. It is the demand. The demand. For that item. Yes, because people, there's a, there is a want, there's this, you know, for lack of a better word, need mm-hmm. that people feel when it comes to these pieces, very specific, yeah. that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the the pochette Matisse, the, um, oh, what's the other one? The multi-pochette accessories. Or the Neverfull. The Neverfull is another one. Yeah, they limited production for many, and many listen, years. And listen, not for nothing, Louis knows what they're doing. Duh. They know. LVMH. Shout out to you. Yeah, you know what you're doing because the demand is just there. Skyrocketing. Um, you know, I have a little bonus nugget that I think is just Ooh. important. A little bonus nugget. Okay. I just feel like it's important to talk about. Um, if you have an item, if we have items that uh-huh. are very rare, that could be, you know, exotic skins or it could be... Oh, yeah. You know, um, Chanel or Louis Vuitton, they only made three of these pieces Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're collector's pieces. That could very well be true. It could very well be true that because it's rare, it could be a collector's piece. Mm -hmm. That does not necessarily mean rare that it is going to go above retail. 
There you because go. Because rarity. That's important. Is only a very small factor. Yep. In in resale pricing. Yes. In secondary market pricing. Yes. Right? Because it could be rare, but it doesn't mean that the demand is there. Correct. For that item. That's going to drive the price up. Exactly. Exactly. So keep in mind, you know, if you do have rare pieces, skins, of course, there's a small market for mm-hmm. um, Chanel and exotic skins or Louis Vuitton and exotic skins. They don't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um that is a collector, it could very well be a collector's item, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get more than retail for it. Right. Just because it's rare. That's it true. Ha- the demand has it, to be there. It's true. And listen, we all Someone love, has to be looking for it. You right. Know what I'm like, we all love our things. We all value our things. We all see them through our, um, you know, uh, lens of this has to be worth what I think it's worth. Yeah. However, that you know, our personal opinions on our items don't necessarily translate to the resale market. It's true. So you got to keep that in mind. I've Listen, I've had a lot of pieces that I, that I love and I wear and I enjoy. And I'm like, who could not love this awesome piece that I wore every day for the last year? And then it doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I valued it. I had an emotional tie to it. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great. But that doesn't necessarily mean that mass markets believe the same thing that I do. Mm -hmm. I do want to just make a note here. Keep in mind, if you are the owner of an item that is part of this supply and demand, Mm -hmm. right? Also be realistic Mm. about the value of your item. We do get, you know, we see people submit things and, um, you know, they say, I want X amount for it. This is how much I see it going for here. That doesn't make it true market value. Yeah. And you just have to be open to that because realistically, if you were to come to any professional company and say, I want $10,000 for my Chanel flap, Mm -hmm. right now, I don't think that's happening. No. That's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And you you need to just be open to that, you know? You know, now that you bring that up, I need to... Say, I it just made me think of one more thing. So, we obviously have friendships and relationships with lots of people in our industry that we talk to on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We talk about industry type things. So, for example, when you are selling your item, maybe you have a piece that you want to consign or sell. When you get that fair market value price, from our friend Paola or wherever you are getting that service from. Mm-hmm. That fair market value price does not mean if you if you are going to consign it or sell it, that that's the price that you should be getting. Right, right. That's because the price that it's supposed to sell for. Correct, correct. That doesn't mean that's what's going in your pocket. Right. You know. But if you're going to sell it yourself, mm-hmm. right, if you have the ability to do that, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you that's the fair market value. So that's what you can ask for if you're going to sell it yourself. However, when items are consigned or when they are sold to resellers or consignment stores, there has to be room mm-hmm. for that business to make a profit on it. Right. right? Otherwise, you know, these business, our, our business doesn't do it for our health. You know, right. we're... Yeah. 
you know, and, and there's a lot that goes into it on the back end. We're going to have to make a podcast about that. We do. But because we, there is a lot that yeah. goes in on the back end to try to sell a, an authentic luxury piece. For sure. And especially as you get into the higher price points. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's just something important to note when um, you when you are selling your items is keep in mind that um, the business is not going to give you fair market value right. because there is no room for them to make a profit on it. Correct. Right? There has to be room for the business to pay their employees, mm-hmm. right? Pay the rent, keep the light on mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. So just something important to note. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I hope you got something out of this. If if nothing else, at least take away an understanding that you will see items above retail um, when there is a significant demand for them, and that is perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we love it. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and it is actually it rare. It is rare. I mean, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. I think for every hundred pieces that yeah. we sell here, maybe one maybe is one. above retail. Maybe one. Maybe one. Yeah. Guys, if you're not already following us, we are at season the number two consign on all platforms, including TikTok and Instagram. We drop knowledge and have fun on all of them. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. We have so much more to share with you. Thank you for being here and don't forget to be fearlessly authentic.